And we are coming to you live from our studios in Port Elizabeth on this flashback of Friday. And we've got a guest in studio as we wrap up our celebrations of Youth Month. And Dane Clayt is here uh, with us. Dane, uh, good evening. So many people have been waiting for this interview, judging by the reaction. And they're even asking for a podcast before the interview even starts. Uh, good evening from us on SAFM. Uh, even Miguel team is liking the interview. Okay, how is it, Dane? Listeners. Oh, sorry, uh, I needed to switch your mic on. Oh, there. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> good evening to all the listeners and good evening to you. Uh, thank you for inviting me. We're celebrating Youth Month. Uh, just for you, what's the significance of Youth Month or Youth Day as we've been celebrating in the country? I think very significant. I think the youth is always the future. You know, um, we can never neglect the youth, uh, more so these days. I think uh, with times having changed and all that, um, you know, the modern day social media and mm. and the peer pressure that has been put on youth, you know, it's important to focus on them more often. You know, um, it's a lot like Women's Month. I think it's become Women's Year uh, these <laughs> days, you know, which is a good thing. So I think with youth as as well, you know, we shouldn't only make it Youth Month. It should be Youth Year all all, all the way. You know, it should be a, should be a lot of emphasis on it. I mentioned earlier that you obviously you're back home at Chipa, but you also want to give back. I think you've spoken about that uh, before. Are you you involved in coaching now? Yeah, a little bit by little bit, I'm getting there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think firstly uh, I went uh, over to Northern Ireland in the off season uh, to start my uh, coaching education. So I've done the UEFA B and uh, part one of UEFA A. So I spent two weeks there of learning about the game and how to coach. Now the biggest lesson that I've learned over there is that it's completely different uh, being a player than being a coach. Yeah. You know, obviously preparing myself for that. And uh, yeah, I've uh, been doing a little bit here and there, uh, coaching under 10 team at Cali's at the moment. My son plays for them. So oh yes, we I'm saw actually, some videos of him scoring yeah, lots of goals. Yeah, he's doing very well over there. So obviously starting my coaching career very, very at the lowest uh, possible uh, way I, I could. And then obviously I've got a, we got under 14 with uh, with Bruce Bafana July at the moment. Yeah. You know that we that we coaching and training. They're still playing for the clubs, but obviously we're looking at establishing an academy MP one day, uh, making great strides with that. You know, there's a lot of uh, people that's uh, willing to to come on board and sponsor us. So hopefully by next year, you know, it'll be a fully fledged academy. You know, it's just about uh, training these boys at the moment. As sometimes you have 25, 26, sometimes you're close to 30 in numbers, and uh, obviously we're scouting a lot more. And hopefully by next year we'll have a fully-fledged uh, academy in PE. It's interesting you say that because last week we had Patrick Mayo in studio and his boys uh, Kanyisa and, uh, and, and Kanyisila. And I asked him, why do uh, players from PE always seem to leave the province if they want to uh, cover successful professional careers? What would you point that to? Is it is it lack of structures? Uh, what is it? Yeah, I think a lack of structure first and foremost. You know, there's no real identity of, uh, of an academy. If anybody comes to PE and you ask them, uh, where can we go and look at an academy? No one will be able to give you an answer, and I'm talking about a proper, proper fledged academy. Like I, I left P when I was 14 years old and go to School mm-hmm. of Excellence, and I mean that that's the type of academy that we need. You know, it's a, a consistent, sustainable, you know, and and it should stick around for years to come. You know, it's something that we can identify ourselves on. It's just a lack of of structure in 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 the city. You know, and what I've come to realize is that not a lot of people want to work together. Mm-hmm. It's always one person who always want to know what do I, what am I going to gain out of it? You know, and it's not about that. For me, it's about coming back here and giving back and giving opportunity to these boys, giving hope to them and inspiration. And uh, what better way for me to tell them my story on how, on how I how I got to the top. Was that part of the reason you decided to come back home and play your football here in uh, PE? Yeah, I think I was away for 19 years. Left when I was in, in the year 2000 to join the School of Excellence. Uh, completed my matric at School of Excellence, moved on to Supersport United's Academy and then Supersport's first team within a year. 
and then seven years at, at Supersport United, moving to Pirates, you know, uh, four and a half years, five years almost at Pirates, and then obviously three years at Bidvizwitz, and eventually coming back here, you know, I had this whole idea of, of coming back and obviously ending my career here in PE, but um, yeah, coming back here, you know, is a place has a special place in my heart, you know, the area where I'm from, Galvandale, of course, um, you know, it, it's sad to see how, how, how people is living, you know, I love that I grew up there, you know, and things are so different um, at the moment, you know, it makes one emotional at times to uh -huh. see how how far backwards we've gone, you know, and, and the, with the world evolving like that and our own people is going, is going the other way with the gangsterism and the drugs and all those type of things. I actually remember when we were here, I think two years ago, when you gave a speech to some of the boys there and um, there were gunshots ringing. Uh, just outside the ground and you actually told the boys that that could be the difference you could be on the other side of the soccer field or you could be in the soccer field it depends on you uh, to which which path or which 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 road you want to go uh, is, is that the message that you want to get across to the youngsters here in PE to show them that it's possible that you can actually get out of here if you can't make it here in PE yeah it, it is it's you know uh, I played a lot of cricket in December you know in, in a gangster in an area in Ellenville uh, at one of the schools, you know, and that two, three weeks we played cricket in, this, in one of the schoolyards. We had a good social cricket going there. Yeah. Uh, not one gunshot was, was heard. You know, the minute we left, the uh, January return of year came and the cricket was quiet over there and the gunshots came, a little girl was shot dead again, you know, just like a few days after we've left that, that ground. So I think if the people have something to look forward to and you keep them busy, occupied and, and something to look forward to, they, they obviously do something. But uh, the gangsterism obviously is, is an easy way out. You know, unemployment is very, very high in, in, in the areas. Mm. So obviously that's, that's money, easy money with selling drugs and those type of things, you know, and actually being on drugs as well so that you're able to pick up a gun and shoot someone. Because I don't think anybody in their right minds can pick up a gun and, and shoot someone without feeling anything. So, um, yeah, it's a big, big problem. And um, obviously, you know, I'm hoping that I can do something uh, as time goes on, you know, little by little, you know, if you get one or two out of there, you know, in the next year or two years or three mm. years, you know, it's, it's, it's a job done. Well, we're talking like you've retired already, and you're talking like you've <laughs> retired already. Uh, is Dane still going to continue playing? Um, I'm still part of Chipa. I've still got a contract with him. I'm obviously meeting tomorrow. I think I'm meeting tomorrow with the coach and obviously the chairman, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. You know, if the, if the club needs me to play still, then definitely I still, I still got uh, legs in me. Mm. But uh, maybe with the other, other avenues and stuff like that that we're looking at, then I'll be keen to, to hear them out as well. So, um, yeah, probably by next week I'll have a clear idea because the preseason starts on Monday. So probably by next year, next week I'll I'll hear what's happening with the team and how the team is looking and all that. The team is going to take shape. So over the next week or two, you know, I should be able to to be clear if I'm still going to play or not. And how do you look back at your first season with Chipper? Yeah, mixed emotions. I think um, starting the season off with uh, with Coach Dan's obviously, mm. you know, um, looked promising. You know, didn't last very long, and then Coach Eric came and had a good Were time. Were you surprised? Yeah, not really. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know when you when you, it's like anything. If you if you if you go if you go into an environment, you have to do research on that environment. Mm. You know, and I found the club doing that, and it still did it. And it, I mean, the club today still stands. You know, so. Um, I thought I'll come in and obviously try and make a difference as much as I can. More so now that I'm going to be there in my second year. Mm. You know, if the chairman allows me to give my input a little bit more, then obviously I'll be I'll be more than happy to do it. You know, next to Coach Coach Larson as well. I know he's very very ambitious. So um, if I'm if I'm asked to 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 play and to in other avenues as well to to help the club, I'll I'm gladly I'll gladly accept it and try and improve uh, improve, improve things. You left home as a 14 year old. You said. And you went to the School of Excellence. How was that adjustment for you? I mean, how was it living as a youngster going to a foreign environment, if I can put it like that? 
Yeah, just difficult. I think first and foremost, uh, I don't know how my parents let me, let me go. I don't let my mom let me go. I don't know if I let my boy go <laughs> at that age, you know. But uh, yeah, fantastic. I had, I had a fantastic upbringing. I think my family support structure was fantastic. So I went and there was a few times that I wanted to come home at the, at the, in my first year where I wanted to, I cried myself to sleep and I wanted to come home, but it was difficult, you know. But my parents encouraged me to stay there and, you know, to sacrifice and see how, how far I can go, you know, because the first year was, was very, very difficult for me. It was all about adjusting. Mm. And then by the, by the time the second year came on, uh, I really, really flourished and I have to thank my parents, you know, my stepdad, Ryan, he really played an important part in, in keeping me at the School of Excellence, my mom as well. You know, so I think they, if it wasn't for them, I would have probably come home. If, if they were very, very soft and didn't they have that tough love for me, they would have probably, by the first call, I said, Mama, I want to come home crying. They would have said, yes, come home. You know, but uh, I didn't. Uh, funnily enough, there was a boy from PE as well mm-hmm. that came up, up to the School of Excellence years after I've left. And he actually cried to go home as well. And his parents... Was that Randy? No, it wasn't Randy. Randy's oh. a very good friend. We, oh. We're very, very good friends. <laughs> we're very good mates still. Uh, it was a boy, Roscoe. From, he's from PE, from Galvindale. Uh-huh. You know, a fantastic soccer player. If you look at him, he's still playing today. Mm. Um, plays for Glenville. If I go and watch the senior team of Glenville, this boy, when you watch him pass the ball, you can see that he's super talented. But uh, he cried, you know, and his, his mom didn't have the, the heart to, to hear her mm. child crying over the phone. And I said to him, no, it's fine. He'll get there a week, two weeks, three weeks, maybe in a month's time. He'll have made friends. He'd have gotten used to the school and, you know, but unfortunately it didn't happen that way. And he came back and he was caught up in all sorts of wrong things, you know. So uh, very, very unfortunate for him, you know, mm. and I don't really blame him as well because it, 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 it's very, very difficult. I mean, I was, on the, I was on that boundary, but luckily my parents were strong enough to say stick it out. Well, talking about your parents, we've got your mom on the line. Because I heard it was a birthday. Oh, yes. Um, Mrs. Conibay, is that how you yes, pronounce it? Correct, Mrs. Yeah. Conibay, good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I know you had to step out of work. <laughs> Can you hear me? Oh, okay, we're going to try and get Mrs. Conibay back on the line. Mrs. Conibay, can you hear us? Okay, we're going to try and get her back on the line. I'm told that she's uh, there. She's just stepping out of work at the moment. And talking about the support that your parents gave you, Dane, what, what advice then do you have for those parents whose kids are probably being uh, scouted or being identified by these academies and they want them to leave the comfort of their homes to go there? Yeah, it's, it's, it's about tough love. I think, look, in modern times, things have obviously changed. You know, you want, you want your kid to obviously live in, in, good, in a good environment. You know, I mean, I had my own room at the school. Mm. We were fed properly. There was a TV room. I would go to school there. So the environment was conducive, you know, for me to be able to sac- to be to sacrifice not coming back home. You know, you don't want your kid to go out into living in a dumpster and those type of things and being comfortable and filthy places and things like that. So if if, if I think if the environment is good, you have to encourage them to sacrifice. You know, they they can't have, you can't live a normal life if you mm. want to have an extraordinary life. You know, and for me, it, it, it was like that, you know, I couldn't stay at home and go to matinees with my friends and do the things they were doing when they were growing up. I was, ne- I was never going to become a footballer. You know, I had to I had to sacrifice somewhat that that teen life. You didn't go to Fountain. <laughs> I used to go <laughs> when I when I when off season. I, I used so. to go, but not, I didn't go every week like everybody else. <laughs> like me. And look at how I've turned out. Eh? Not a professional soccer player. Let's go back to the lines and see if Mrs. Conibay can hear us. Can you hear us now, ma'am? Good evening. Yes, I can. Oh, thank, thank, thank you for joining us on SAFM. And I know you had to step out of work. We wanted firstly to wish you happy birthday because I believe it's your birthday today. Thank you so much. 
We've also got your son, Dane, here, who we are celebrating as, as one of our heroes in South African sport, not just in football. And he speaks highly of the support that you gave him as a 14-year-old when he left uh, PE to go to the School of, of Excellence. As a family, I mean, how difficult, was it difficult to let him go? Yes, it was. We actually, my husband and I actually went, came to Joburg for, for, for uh, a whole week just to settle him in at School of Excellence. We wanted to see where he was staying mm. so that we could have peace of mind. And, and, so we and went to a team. Yes. Yeah, we went to a team because we stayed in PE at the time. Yes. And and were you aware of his football talents before he was scouted and he went to the School of Excellence? Did you uh, could you tell that he, he wanted to be a serious footballer? Yes, I could. But we've been on the soccer field on a Saturday morning at eight already watching him playing under ten for four years in a row. Mm. So, in fact, when he was four years old, he told my my late father that he was going to be playing for Bafana Bafana and he's going to be the best footballer in South Africa. That was at the age of four years old. Wow. And he's done all of that as a parent. You must be proud. What do you make of his football journey? And, and, and most importantly, how he's handled himself with the pressures of football and money and fame? I'm really one of those proud parents. I was a bit disappointed because he chose soccer over cricket. <laughs> but other than that, he's done me proud. <laughs> Dane, we're gonna have to let your mother go. Anyways, you yeah. wanna to say to her? No, must have a lovely birthday, and um, I hope to see you soon again. And and while we still have you, Mrs. Connie Bear, what advice would you have for other parents who have young ones that also want to play football and that have to leave the comfort of their homes? They just have to support because that's the only thing that that helps these small boys is by. never know what's going to happen. Thank you very much, um, Mrs. Connie Bear. Thank you for joining us. They should give you a day off now. It's your birthday at work. <laughs> you must go home and rest, but we appreciate uh, your input. And we've got somebody else on the line. Dane, not so fast. Yeah. We've got a man that a lot of people say he discovered you. And I think you've actually shared this story before at one of those tournaments that you've, the, the engine tournament here in South Africa, in uh, PE, where you've been an ambassador. Uh, his name is Manjla Mazubuko, a renowned scout. Manjla Mazubuko, good evening from us on SAFM. Yes, uh, good evening to you, Tabizu, and your listeners. You must be proud of this young man that you discovered, Dane Clade. What did you even see in him? Because he's so tiny. I can't imagine how tiny he was when you saw him. Yes, hey, let me greet you. The, the big man is no longer a young man now. Hi, <laughs> how are you? I'm well, Coach. How are you doing? I'm fine, man. Surprisingly, I'm on my way to Egypt right now. I was ho- I was hoping you I was hoping yeah. you saying you're on your way to PE. Oh, thanks, <laughs> And then uh, thanks Arizo, for giving me this opportunity to talk to the, your listeners as well. I must indicate that uh, there is one youngster that uh, South Africa has produced in terms of what now 
He's the only player that has won the premiership five times, as many mm. as he is. So that alone it tells you about the development, that once we take development seriously and we don't do shortcuts when we're developing these players, because what it says, you don't have to look at, you know, what you see in terms of the physical structure. So once you see that, oh, this is a tiny little boy, but you can develop his speed, you can develop his technical skills, that he master the ball. And obviously, coming to tactics, it will be much easier once he can master the ball. So there is one that I can quote that South Africa has produced in terms of what the only player that has won the league premiership Five times. Mm. And and you are a renowned scout yourself, Mandla, and we are celebrating Youth Month uh, uh, this month. What do you look for in these players when you go around the country? Because I've seen you everywhere. You even discovered Rivaldo from 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 the Northern Cape. Who goes to the Northern Cape? Uh, people yeah. always overlook the Northern Cape and they go to these big cities, but you go there. Yeah. You know... I must say it goes with a gift as well. If it's a calling, once the conscious say, hey, Mandla, Mandla, go to Northern Cape, Mandla will be in Northern Cape without any doubt. And the fortunate part will be I will come with a, a gift that must be groomed for the betterment of the country in terms of football. So now, Whenever I went to Eastern Cape, when I met it again, I still remember it was snowy on the day when I, I picked Dane up. It was very snowy, in so much that they thought I was not going to, to run any session with them because of mm. the snow. So, but I did that, and fortunately, I had to come out with Dane. And that alone, it tells you that uh, once you have this love and passion, God will provide as well. And you keep praying hard for the things that you wish to happen. And then think that uh, in football, we normally pray before we start the match. Mm. And now, then it comes from that background as well. So that is why it's a successful a successful uh, player in the PSL. So people may not may not see that Dane or may not recall. So I'm just reminding people that Dane is the only player that has achieved so much. Mm. And that alone, if you check even Bo Messi and the likes, you check the record, who has won even the, the premiership Five times. You may find that the pain is there on top. So that's why I'm proud of him as well. That uh, whenever he makes a move, it's a tactical move and it's a, a timed move. Mm. So that is why he could choose, you know, the teams that he wants to be successful in. So that is why. He is a success. I regard him as a successful player.
And that's why we are celebrating him on this Flashback Friday. Dane, any, you speak highly of this man because he's the one, one of those that discovered you. Yeah, I think Osman Lopez is hugely important role in, uh, in, in my life. I think at 14 years old, I already started working with him when I got to the School of Excellence and he was one of the coaches who developed me. Mm. You know, together with Coach Sam and Bata, the two of them spent all their time on me uh, in the three years that I was at the school. So by the time I moved to Supersport out of the school, I was ready because of their preparation and not only the preparation in terms of soccer and development, their preparation of life itself. You know, because they used to, to, to teach us and, and speak to us before training for hours you know, about life skills, mm. you know, and, and it, it saddens me that some of the players of School of Excellence complain about not being taught life skills. It simply means that they weren't listening when the coaches were talking. So I think for me, you know, because my uncle could say, I have to say thank you, a big thank you to them, you know, they're part of my success. You know, um, my wife knows I always speak very, very highly about them, you know, and um, I always look for, I actually looked forward to seeing I said to her this morning, um, maybe Coach Mandlan, Coach Kopo <laughs> is going to be here this weekend, you know. Coach KK. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, if it wasn't for them as well, you know, with the, with the upbringing and, and soccer and not only soccer, like I'm saying, it was the whole package. They gave me the whole, the, the whole package of what to expect and even up to this day, the things they, they used to speak back then is still happening. Yeah. The only stat has got wrong is that you've got five titles. You've got six. Yeah, I, I, you probably means five times in a row. Oh, five times in a <laughs> row, of yeah. course, of course. And uh, before we talk about those six titles and five in a row, uh, I do believe we've got a voice note that's come through. So uh, let's go to the voice note. If you do want to speak to Dane Clayton, the lines are open. 0891-104-207. Shane has tweeted us. He says he can't get through. Please call us again, Shane. 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 41391. And on WhatsApp, we take voice notes on 061-4104-107. Evening, Mr. MC. You have a legend there on studio, Dentlate. This guy is, is a wonderful human being on and off the field. If you can ask him now, I think he has only two boots. Whenever he gets a new boot, he gives it away. What a wonderful guy he is. Can you please ask him uh, what has he learned from Coach Kevin Hunt since he played many years of his football under him? Thanks, Mr. MC. Chulane from Holland. Okay, Tulani, thanks uh, for that one. Straight into it, what did you learn from Gavin Hunt? Um, a lot. Uh, winning league titles. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Coach Gavin is um, father like a father to me. Mm. You know, um, I think he's he's been fantastic to me in my career. You know, uh, we had our little fights here and there. Uh, one massive fight before. Uh, I would have left for Pirates the second season. Mm. After winning the second league title, I would have won. Sport. And we had a massive fight. Uh, my last season at Supersport before this, before the actual season started, mm. but um, we kissed and made up, and I became the player of the season. Uh-huh. So um, his advice was critical for me at that stage. I would have left Pirates when I wasn't ready to leave, you know, and and he actually convinced me to stay, and we ended up staying, and I we won three titles in a row, and it was my best season to date. That was leading up to the World Cup. What was the secret to that? Uh, to those three? To that hat trick of titles? I think it was um, hard work coupled with um, coupled with very very good players with with the right mentality. You know, I made a joke with the coach uh, during this course of the season. You know, I, I discovered a picture of um, David Kanemeyer, Brent Carlson, oh, yeah. Shane Pochenpool, um Ricardo Katza. You know, I, I discovered a picture of all of us in one. Pelembe was there at the time yeah. as well. So um, I, I just sent him the picture and I, and I used to say to him, you know, look at this team you used to have. <laughs> And he said to me, it used to be so easy to win league titles with you, with, with, with you lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to go to the lines quickly. Uh, we've got somebody that's Paul. Good evening, Paul. Hello, Paul. Can you hear me? 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay, good evening. Uh, Dane Clayton is here with us. Hey, Dane Clayton, how are you, my man? I'm very well, you, Paul. Yeah, good, man. Hey, I'm so proud. Oh, no. Okay, we're going to get you back on the line, Paul. I uh, want to know what is it that you are, you, you are proud of. And then from Supersport, you eventually moved to Paris now. Did he say now is the right time to leave? Yeah, he, he, he wanted me to stay on. But um, I said to him, look, coach, if I move to Paris now, financially it's going to be beneficial. And uh, he said to me, in that case, then it's fine. You know, if it's going to be financially beneficial to you at this point of your career, then by all means. Mm. You know, so I ended up getting his blessing. But he would have loved to, for me to stay on, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, I went on to Pirates and obviously did very, very well at Pirates. You became the lucky charm. Yeah, I think, <laughs> well, if, I do, if I think back to 2010 in the MTN 8 final mm-hmm. against Morocco Swallows at uh, Moses Mabira, uh, that was the start of the double treble. Yep. And uh, penalty during the during the match and uh, with Ruth Kroll being in charge, mm-hmm. I was the one responsible for taking penalties because I would stay after training every day and kick at Senzo and Munip, you know, and, and score penalties at training. So. Mm. Um, whenever a penalty used to come in the game and I mean that was a massive game even after the game I said to my to my mom and dad because they were in Durban for that game yeah. I said to them I, I don't know how I did it because a full packed stadium Pirates haven't won a trophy and here I am stepping up into taking a penalty and scoring the penalty in the match and then uh, the game went into extra time mm. obviously Swallows equalized I think in the 87th minute and um, you, I could see Happy Jalen and, and, and Lucky Lohati the heads was dropping and I went to them and I said to them, guys, but the game is not over. You know, they thought to themselves, oh, here we go again because they've been there for years and the club hasn't won any trophies. So I said to them, guys, but if there's any time we can win this game is now because Swallows think that, you know, they're into it. Yeah. I think we can beat them now because that <laughs> my experience uh, led me to believe that because sometimes what happens is when you concede late, uh, chances are that you can score as well. Mm. And we went into extra time and... Uh, penalties it was and whatever and uh, I went up to the coach and I said to the coach coach I'm kicking first because I want to lead you you know and I already scored in the match and normally what happens you score in a match you miss in the penalty shooter and I just went up there and I just hit the ball straight into the net you know and started off by us leading 1-0 obviously and then um, I think Munib made a save and we were 1-0 up and our heads went up and everybody just went on and we ended up winning it you know so um, I think then then you know the whole mentality of of everybody in the club sure. changed because uh, now we won the MTN8 and we went on to, to we went to the Telkom final yes, yes. and we lost against Chiefs was that the season where the team played every single match we played, on the domestic we calendar we played every single match the east we went up yeah. to every single final, final and then yes, we went to yes. Telkom knockout final against Chiefs and we lost that final unfortunately because along the way winners always going to lose somewhere mm. you know and uh, we lost that and then we went on to win the league and well, the for Scott I am I think was it the 1-0? It was knowledge. No, oh, no, no. That oh. was 3-0. They three absolutely nil. Uh, they beat uh, us 3-0 in... I think no wonder I've forgotten that one. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, from there on in, you know, uh, the season after that, Benny McCarthy came, uh, Sangueni came, the team was really, really strengthened again at Pirates, um, and we ended up winning another treble. You know, uh, we played every cup final again, you know, bar the Nedbank that year. But the MTN8 we won, the Telcom we won for the first time for the club in... With the 75th um, year anniversary uh, shirt that time. Yeah, I remember that shirt. So I, ended yeah, up being man, I ended up being man of the match in that game against Witt. So, um, yeah, I had a pretty good finals if I, if I think about it. You know, I always used to, I would, I would stand up and to be counted in, in finals. I was un- And of course, there's that MT8 final you played for Witt where you scored twice. That's it again. Uh, but let's knows. go to Paul. We've got Paul back on the line. Paul, thank you for calling us again. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Fine, thanks. Uh, Dane is here. Oh, I didn't say, how are you, my brother? I'm very well in you, Paul. Ah, good, man. I'm so cool. proud to speak to you and online, man. I just oh, like you. your hands so low, man. Only you are still at Paris. Oh, thank you, man. 
No, well, I won't. I won't. Thank you, man. Okay, okay Paul. Nice you. one. Thanks for that. Uh, we've also got a voice note. Let's go to the voice notes. Okay, we're going to go to the voice notes uh, shortly. And uh, if you want to speak to uh, Dane Clayt, feel free to call us. The lines are open right here on uh, SAFM Spot On. Let's see if we can get the voice note. And by the way, I said I'll give you an update on the cricket. England are now 186 for nine in the 44th over, chasing 232 to beat Sri Lanka. So it doesn't look like they'll get there. Let's go to the voice note. Good evening, member. I know that this maybe will probably expose my age, but I want to say that Dane is one of the people who made me support Matatanta Pitore, as you know that I'm one of the five people who support the club. But I want to ask him that what happened to some of the players that he played with during those years when he was still an upcoming young star like Richard Rante and them? Thank you, member. Matamogashi Komben, Pretoria. Okay, thank you for that. Before we get Dane to answer, let's get one of his one of the former players on the line. He spoke about him earlier, so we found him. Shane Pochenpool, uh, good evening. Thank you for speaking to us. Hello, Shane. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thanks. I hope you're well. How are you doing, Shane? I'm not too bad yourself, sir. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. No disrespect, but how's Brooklyn doing? Because I've seen Brooklyn Pochenpool play. What a talent, Shane. No, he's doing well. He's doing well. So, still a lot of hard work ahead of him, so... But he's doing well otherwise. And how is he related to you? Um, he's my nephew. Okay, great. What a talent. If you haven't seen Brook, Brooklyn Pochenpool, look out for that name. We've got Dane Clayt here and we're just celebrating his career and, and, and the legacy even though he's still playing. And he mentions you as a part of his teammates and one of the best teams he's played in. And I do understand that you are good friends too. I mean, when did you first come across Dale, Dane and what can you share with us about Dane? Yeah, from hello John again. Hello, hello John. There's a funny story. <laughs> eh? a fun, we call each other John because what we were that? we were both called. We played a preseason tournament with SuperSport in Valcom. I think it was 2008, if I'm not mistaken. And someone called both of us John. Oh, so it's that <laughs> John Clayton, John Pochenpu. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jonathan is here, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, no, I met Dane. I think it was 2005 when I made the move from IX to SuperSport, and um, yeah. Uh, I can I can really say it's, it's through him and Ricardo Katza that I actually had a successful career. You know, Dane is one of the first guys to make you feel welcome, whether um, you're from what background and wherever you come from. I can I can I can say that when you went to Pirate and when you went to Vets as well. You know, he's always mm-hmm. the one that makes uh, any new player feel welcome at the club and even at his family. So that was my first encounter with Dane. Mm. And and what do you make of what is achieved in, in, in the game? Especially because people undermine him because he's so tiny and when you look at what is what is achieved, I mean, it's tremendous. You know, what is achieved is so, so, so great and we all, we as friends and family can just be proud of what he's achieved. You know, a lot of people just see the success but they don't know the hard work that they actually put in day in and day out. Um, he's one of the guys, I mean, one of the only guys that stays after training you know, working on his finishing, working on his crossing, working on his free kicks, working on penalties, you know, and, and that's what things people see every day or hear about every day. And what is achieved is only um, what is worked out for, you know. Mm. And uh, we can say that they've won every single cup that's available in South Africa. So yeah. I think uh, we can just all be proud of him and just say thank you for, all, for everything he's done for football in South Africa Great. and for his community and for his family. 
Great stuff. Thank you for joining us, uh, uh, Shane. I'm sure you and Dane will catch up after the show, but so many people are calling, and uh, we have to go to Stali from Devon. Stali, good evening. Hello. Hello, Stali. How are you? Okay, you call me back if you can. Oh, okay. Let's take a quick break. We'll call you back. Stali. Good evening to you, Chavisa. Thank you for taking my call. And thank you for bringing these greats, Ben Clay, man. Hi to Great Clay. Hi, how are you, sir? Right, sir. I'm one of your favorites, man. You were one of our, my favorites. I used to enjoy your playing, man. You know, Chavisho uh, mentioned, never mind the size, but God, <laughs> you were one of my favorites. Just keep it up, man. All the best for the future. Uh, I don't know where you're now, playing or coaching. Yeah. What you yeah, doing, I'm sir? Still, I'm, I'm still a cheaper. I'm still a cheaper at the moment. Okay, that's good. Keep it up, man. All the best. Thank you Thank so you, much. Stally. Thank you, Stally. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for that call, Stally. We've got another voice note also. Ah, Bradenklet, who's it, Ami, bro? Yeah, no, uh, listening to the interview right now on our way to work. My son asked me, who's that? I said, it's Denklet. He said, yeah, he remembers you. Uh, whenever he thinks about the Culling Black label, he remembers you from there. So, yeah, man, what a, what a footballer you were. Very much appreciate uh, the fact that you are so humble, the good guy that you were. Yeah, no, I, I still need to meet someone who won as many titles as you. Okay, nice one. Thanks for that call. By the way, he's still playing. It's not over yet. Um, on that note, Dale, do you have any regrets in your footballing career? Many people feel that you should have played more caps for the should have had more caps for the national team. Yeah. I- no regrets, uh, disappointments along the way. Uh, Bafana mm. is one of them. I probably should have had more caps than than, than I obtained. Uh, a lot of people argue that um, I'm I'm a PSL player and I'm not really capable without having yeah. seen me playing for for Bafana because some say I, you were too small. Yeah, if I look at it, uh, one start I think under under Stuart Baxter in 2005 in the Gold Cup. So how do you judge me when you haven't really seen me in the national team? I've just missed out. Uh, I don't know, maybe I had the wrong agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, look, no disappointments. I was the player of the season in 2010 leading up to the World Cup. Yeah. And I couldn't break into the squad. So, I mean, if, you, if you're the player of the season in a whole league and still can't make the team, then, you know, uh, you know you'll never make it. So, uh, yeah, that, that was disappointing. No regrets because I could control what I could, which is my playing and the way I train and mm. my achievements. You know, I couldn't select myself. If I could select myself, I would find and give myself, give myself more caps. Then I definitely would. But um, having said that, I think all of us, we, our parts have been laid out. I'm a firm believer of that. If there was a place for me to even even going to Europe, you know, if there was a place for me to go to Europe, I would have. But mm. um, I had an absolutely sensational career back home and I wouldn't change a thing about it. And you must be proud of a young man called Chad Clayt who's growing in, uh, in the industry, in the journalism industry. Yeah, uh, very, very proud of Chad. He's doing fantastic. You know, um, it's a career probably you wouldn't have thought he had a few years ago. But um, seeing him now and how passionate he is about it, I think he can only go onwards and upwards, you know. But I'm very, very proud of him and I'm very, very happy with his progress. Whenever I meet people along the way in football circles, they only have good things to, to speak about him. I had a good call from Dr. Dr. Lee, mm. Dr. Bavashan Pillay. Dr. Lee it does it, it used to be at Bidvis Wits. Um, and he spoke very, very well of Chad as well. And he said he's got a soft spot for the two Clegg brothers. He doesn't know why. Um, so I <laughs> because him, when they call Chad Dane, he doesn't say no. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, uh, I said to him, look, if anything happens to us one day, please have that soft spot to do for the operations. 
<laughs> Great stuff, you see? There's something that Chad Clayton is important for. Uh, but Dane, thank you very much for coming to studio to join us. I know that you had practice to, to today, but you've put that aside to be our guest. We just wanted to celebrate you. We are not hinting that is retiring in any way, but we thought we should just highlight what Dane Clayton has achieved, especially from a young age, and as we continue uh, to celebrate Youth Month here on SAFM and on SABC Sport. And we wish you all the best going forward. And whether you continue playing or you decide to uh, hang up the boots, please keep us updated. We'll do so. Thank you so much, Abisa, for having me. Thank you. That was our guest on SAFM Sport on Flashback Fridays, Dane Clayton. Our time is uh, up, and my name is Abisa Musia.